0: Welcome to Absolute Comics, right here from your quarantined shelters and tents located in New Jersey and in Colorado. My name is Benny the Comic Storian. You may know me from my YouTube channel, The Comic Storian. And that is Sal from his YouTube channel, The Comic Pop. I'm adding the at the front of it, like the Batman, like yeah. technically. But not, it's not. So just go to Comic Pop. No. <laughs> uh, as, as per last week, guys, we are doing a quarantine special. Um, if you are coming into the episode a little late or you're, you're wondering what's going on while we're starting so early, it's because simply put, all of our pre-show discussions that Sal and I were having were the discussions of today's comics and we're basically going to continue our discussion of COVID-19 from last week into this week. While we both have read a few comics here, big, big news has happened to the comic book industry. It is pretty much going to take all of, like, so much has changed in the last week, and it yes. does pertain directly to what we do, to our personal businesses, to the comic book industry, to the movie industry, to all of these things, that it's, it's going to just take up a whole nother episode. So I apologize now if you're sick and tired of hearing about COVID-19 stuff. Because right. everyone's talking we, about it. We are too. Yeah. <laughs> At least it'll be relevant to what you know and, and are interested in. We're not just gonna talk about COVID 19 and how it like affects our parents or something like that. No, no, no. This is gonna be about the comic book industry and about the stuff that's happening now. Yeah. So, Sal, I mean, let's just let's get into the meat of the discussion then. Um, right? yeah, definitely. Yesterday, Diamond Distribution has announced that they are not going to be receiving any more books. Right. Um, Yeah, not great news for the comic book industry because what that means is, for those who don't know, uh, Sal, do you want to explain it? Because I did the whole intro. What you? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the fact that like Diamond Distribution is the only distribution house for comics to get from the printers to the comic book retailers out there. Right. So, in order to DC and Marvel do not send the books directly to the retailers. At least no. they haven't before now. <laughs> no, they they did before Diamond existed, but now they don't. Right, uh, and and they haven't for a while now. And the fact is, like, so you know, they're, they're the middleman. Yeah, they the they print the books, they send them to Diamond. Diamond sends them to your to, disseminates them throughout the country uh, to your local comic book store. Um, so, and actually, it's funny because Diamond was like the last domino to fall in this, you know, intricate game because you've got the printing houses that said they weren't going to be printing books i know valiant did that they said that oh we're not going to make anything they told everybody to stop working on books right. they told them to go like go home don't work on anything we're going to stop production um i know that uh boom and image offered returns to local comic book stores you could do a no cost returning of books to the printers publishers because uh, the stores themselves were forced to be closed across the country in, in certain locations. Well, I um, think I think that uh, for the sake of, okay, if we have the big dogs, we have Marvel DC, we have Image. I think yeah. for them, they could have taken a larger risk. But yep. people like Valiant, they cannot afford to print a month of comics and zero sell. No. They, they I, can't. Look, That's just that for the smaller publishers, this has to be their course of action. Everything is on hold. I hope you can get unemployment. They really don't have other options because they're not the big dogs. They don't have endless coffers of cash in the back scenes. No, what's 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 ironic about that, of course, is that Marvel and DC, while they are the titans of the comic industry, means that like you know they're the cockroach compared to the ant. You know, it's like oh, they're still small potatoes. Like they're still not dealing with tens of millions of dollars. You know, while they are owned by larger parent corporations, those parent corporations they don't give a shit about them, and no, B don't fund them. Yeah, and they don't fund them to, to the point where they're sustainable. You know, like they just they just keep them alive. They don't like go. Oh, you had a rough month. Well, let me give you a cash infusion of like ten million dollars. Like that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen in those industries. So, like Marvel and DC are highly dependent on those on the direct market and the pre-order sales themselves. They can't afford to do it either. But they at least extended it a long, a longer period than the smaller publishers like Boom and and and, and, and uh, Image and IDW, for yeah. example. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so those guys had to, has to had to close. So fewer books were going to be released. Comic book retailers were trying to come up with strategies to deal with that because Diamond at that point had not decided to close. So books were coming to stores that couldn't open their doors, or at the very least didn't feel comfortable opening their, their doors to a market that wasn't comfortable going into their shops so they're coming up with like strategies like okay well we can do we can do uh you know door-to-door delivery we can do pickup orders we can do you know curbside pickup you know i know that uh, some people were talking about having like trucks like, like comic book ice cream trucks that were going to go around neighborhoods and sell them that way like it was a it, it was a brilliant and fun little thought exercise that ultimately didn't go anywhere because Diamond then said yesterday, boom, no no more books. So now, yeah, I mean, even basically, if you were a comic book store that said like, hey, we're going to figure it out. We're going to hunker down. No, well, you're not going to get any product. Well, so that's basically it. That's the worst part because you're right. A lot of places did come up with all these plans. And I felt like the comic book industry was coming together to keep itself alive. Like we yeah. were going to have the door to door and things like that. I didn't realize how bad it had gotten in general until I was talking to my comic book store guy yesterday. He hit me up, and he said if we yeah. – and, and you know, we might invite him back. Many of you know him from my channel. I know you've met him, Jason. Yeah. Um, he said if you guys want to have like an insider's opinion on the comic book industry, I'm more than free to come over there because as I, I hit him up, I'm like, I'm like, hey, is everything okay? What are you guys doing for comics? He's like, Colorado has not shut us down, so we haven't stopped. Which is right. funny because I found quite a few stores that are staying open and they're paying their employees, and I can't decide if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. Case in point, I went yeah. yesterday. I was going out for a bike ride on my bike and it needed a tune-up, and I was like, mm, I wonder if the bike store is still open. And Houston's <laughs> like, I don't think it is. And I called them. They're like, Yeah, we're up, we're up, and we're doing, we're doing band, we're doing um, tune-ups over there. We're bandaging up your bikes, and getting all good to go. And I got in there and I'm like, just out of curiosity, how have you guys stayed open? And their response was, No one's told us to shut down. <laughs> and that's the thing is that in the face of this if they're not mandated to do it they won't and case in point new jersey we have closed all non-essential businesses like the governor is shut everything down it's closed so even if they wanted to be open they can't well so and here's they, the kicker with that um yeah colorado they did that in denver but northern colorado where i live they're not doing that there you go the the the, the senator basically said or governor or yeah the, the big way yeah, governor Basically said, and I loved his response to it, because people said, why are you not shutting down the whole state like Illinois and, and California and New York and New Jersey? He said, according to the CDC, we just need to not have groups larger than 10 people. So he <laughs> said, are- we never do. Right, right. Well, that's-. he said, so we've canceled all events that are larger than 10 people. As long as the Coloradians will, uh, will abide by that we don't have to shut down the state. If you all start making groups of 10 people, we're going to uh, shut down the state, so you decide what you want to do. <laughs> I see. That's actually kind of mature. I appreciate it, but yeah. I also don't I don't trust the general population to do what's right, so I would just tell them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would just That's very them. Batman of me. I'd just be like, nope, shutting it down. No, I don't trust you. I'm shutting down Gotham. Gordon, yeah, no. you had a great idea, but no. <laughs> Time to enact the last laugh protocol, Katoosh. <laughs> I expect that. Yeah, Um, and Gotham is technically in New Jersey, so, you know. Right, so basically what ended up happening, though, is they didn't shut down Northern Colorado, so my comic book store is still open, Um, and he's letting people in, but when I asked him about how's it going, he's like, yeah, well, Diamond's not sending me product anymore. Yeah. So what I said was, honestly, I feel like this kind of goes in line with what I've always said. Everyone's freaking out about comic book stores shutting down, but I feel like most of those stores that are shutting down have not adapted to the times. They're the ones not doing Magic or D&D. They're not doing game nights, and he responded with... You're right, except I cannot do D&D magic. He's like, Magic the Gathering, they're not shipping me the product anymore. D&D is not shipping me the product anymore. Uh, All the board games, not shipping me the product. All of his distributors, other than sports cards, are not sending the product. And sports cards are still shipping, but there's no new ones being printed because there's no sports. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, That's what he was telling me. And I'm like, I didn't even think of that, that no one else is sending you the product right now. So everything else you would do to keep your store afloat, not viable right now. Plus, like, if you rented out your space to be able to be a gaming hub, you can't have those people in there. So that's that. Like, yeah, anything, any strategy you've taken is against you at this point. Exactly. Um, and I didn't even think of that because that was always my fault. And my, my philosophy was, like, I, I, for the record, it 100% sucks when a comic book store has to shut down because totally. of the changing industry. I don't like it, but I do feel personally that it is d- due to the fact that the industry is changing. But I never really considered the fact that with a, him getting no product, Yep. The alternatives to keep the store open and keep comics coming in the door, not viable anymore. You know what I mean? No, the, the only thing they could do, and I, I I was actually looking on Facebook because no comic book store I know updates their freaking website. Yeah. So I go someone on the web on their Facebook pages, and I'm like, are any of them offering heavy discounts on like back issues and trades? Like, because that's what I would do. Where I a comic book store that had a heavy volume of trades and back issues, I'd be like, we're going to keep doing the curbside pickup, the pull list, like those are still working. So we're going to operate as an online retailer that sells Books, yeah, like trades, statues, collectibles, and in order to incentivize you to to shop here at my store or at least through my store, and hopefully they have like Square or some online merchant or hell they could just use a machine, you know, as they pass it through the mail slot, but literally go like, we're gonna do a twenty five percent off, and if it do- if it goes well, it might go up. We'll see, but like twenty five percent off everything in the store or twenty five percent off of this merchandise, and it's like. Right. First come first serve and like whatever we run out of we're going to run out of and i'll just write make a list of what i need to replenish my stock with if we can keep our stock going and stay in business when this thing subsides um but on so far nothing uh i i expect to see that only when and if shops close which is a tragic example um but it's what i expect at this point i i'm trying to think of what to say that doesn't sound like the problem is Sal and defeatist. I exactly defeat us. Because I'm trying to not sound like guys, this is bad news. Like a lot of people are like, oh, it's gonna be probably fine. It's not. Now bear in mind, Sal and I are just speculating. We're just right. comic nerds. We're not industry analysis. We're not marketing, that kind of a thing. Yeah. The uh but the problem is, like, I know Scott Snyder and all of the comic industry is gonna be fine. And yes, I agree. The comic industry will survive. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out that it's gonna shut down. I don't think it's gonna shut down, but no, we no. will see sweeping changes rolling through the comic book industry in terms of distribution and things like that. Even if everything goes back to pseudo-normal, mm-hmm. what you will at the bare minimum see, a lot of your favorite books I expect to be canceled. And the oh, reason is going to be simple. A lot of those writers and stuff, they're not going to be able to wait one, two, three months to get the next check. No, no. Not only that, I think you're going to see, and it, it depends on how long this goes. If this goes as far as, and I've heard some numbers like eight, like August, if it goes that far, I could see labels closing or merging. Like I could see yeah. companies like Boom or IDW close because they've already been in danger of closing in bad and or flourishing markets. So this and this is no market because no stock is being sold, no product is being made. Th- we could see a very different looking comic book industry yeah exactly and that's the issue i'm seeing and this also brings us to the discussion we were talking about earlier a lot of people were initially stating things like well they're not they're not completely stopping they're just not publishing so what's going to happen to the digital this is going to be a, t- a, a telling time because we've seen things like dc going to walmart trying to get out of the comic book shops yep. if they really wanted to do a major push into the digital market this is mm. the primo time to do it hey do you not want to miss what's happening with batman still going digitally right and And that's the thing yeah we, we were talking about this off mic because like this is the do or die make it or break it if they were gonna do it they're gonna do it now kind of situation yeah where the the publishing houses always have the local comic book store in mind. They may screw them over, they may hurt them, but they're always considering them in some respect because the reason why digital books cost as much as a physical book from Comicsology is because they don't want to... Completely cut out the comic book retailer, and that's why it's it. You're not paying for a physical copy of the book. If Comicsology servers shut down, you don't get the book anymore. Like, so what exactly am I paying $4.99 for? Right, right. It, it's it's just there to incentivize you to continue to shop physical, even though they're in the exclusive market of selling digital. Yeah. So in in the in the place of the comic publishers, or at least let's let's just say the big two. Let's say Marvel and DC were like. We, you know, realistically speaking, our parent companies will be really pissed at us and we're going to see heavy downsizing and a a, a closing of like half the titles if we don't get our product out in the next month. Right. So we're only going to go digital. If they were to do that, that would be an even more drastically changed comic book industry. That's when we see some sweeping changes where the, where the, the publishing houses basically effectively say, sorry, local comic book stores, but... You really should have closed ten years ago, and then just completely roll out their because int- because the thing is, Diamond is closed. The, right. the place that the trucks that mail the books to the stores. So if it's digital, again, completely irrelevant. Your local comic book stores, the places where you get the comics, closed. The problem. The, the, yeah. the biggest problem is though is digital big enough to support the industry solo. Mm -mm. That's what it comes down to. And I feel like this would be the time to get people to get the digital. Because yes, it's not enough to support it right now, but if you can't get your comic any other way, we are going to see some upticks. You're going to see digital. And that's the the thing that I've been talking about for the last, like, since Comixology opened, where I'm like, hey, how come... The numbers we see, and by the way, the numbers we do see are skewed and speculative at best because they don't come directly from the publishers because the big T don't release their numbers. Right. But the numbers we see are not bolstered by digital sales. So nobody in the public world have any idea what, uh, what the sales look like for digital. The only people who do know are Comixology, Amazon, and maybe the other publishers. But... For the most part, no one has any idea if digital actually does well or not. We know it does well enough that Amazon bought Comixology, but that's that that that's not really anything to play with because, you know, Google buys, you know, Facebook bought Oculus and did nothing with it. You know, like there's all kinds of companies that buy crap just to be in the the, the number one in that market. Right. So, wouldn't it be and and I feel like we're going to find out at the very least if these if, if publishers don't know the numbers of how their books sell digitally, they will now, because the the worst thing in the world to say to your shareholders or your parent company is, hey, you know, Batman normally sells about 100,000 copies, um, you know, recently because of our own publishing decisions, the books undersold 100,000 copies for Batman. Um, this month, Batman sold twenty thousand copies. You know that kind of drastic drop. Yeah, you're gonna want to inflate those numbers, and the only way to do that is with digital sales. It's it's gonna be so weird. It's like I don't even know what to say to this whole change that is even happening. And it's it's interesting because we don't know. Like you were just saying, there's speculation. First off, I love the fact that we're getting this report that we're gonna restart the economy in a week. I think that's the worst idea ever because look. You could go back and forth of whether or not shutting down the economy was the best idea. You can go back and forth of whether or not just letting this flu go through, and I I hate to say it, taking out the number of people that would have taken out and just letting it end would have been a better idea than what we're doing. I don't think it would have been. I think the the speculative numbers were 10 million deaths if we just let it roll. And the other thing is you get it. Three months later, you could get it again. Right. So it's not like it's going away. It'll just keep making its rounds. That's the thing. You could go back and forth in that decision. But now that we have, like, I personally feel like we were under, under, uh, underreacting to it, myself yes. included, and now we're overreacting to it—a full shutdown of the economy. Now the problem is, we did it. We, right. It's it's over. It's done. We're here we're doing it. Right. Yeah, we're so in it. just do it. Trump yeah. and all of them are like, well, we might try and restart it in a week, and I'm like, that's the worst idea. You did it. You already yeah, did no. the damage to the economy. <laughs> see it through for the full yeah. month or month and a half that you, that a bare minimum is needed. Let it do its thing, and yeah. then come back. Like, but then they're they're countering it with, well, we might have to stay this way for three months. Honestly, I, we couldn't survive. I hate to say it, not me personally. Our economy. I don't. I think I don't see that surviving three months without detrimental taking down of like the world's economy at that point well I, I think that uh, this is a good I mean like this is a larger issue but like I think it's a it's it's a great reveal to the fact that like money is made up and fake. so like you know if if we all need like humanity is important, lives right. are important. preserving our way of life is important. If there is like I mean if this were Ebola, We'd definitely be shutting everything down because of how like visually horrific it is, right? But if you actually like look at how this disease affects its like worst case scenarios, it is horrific in its own in its own right. But because the numbers are small and because they're low and because it only affects it only affects a certain subset of our population and people with risk factors, like you're, you're splitting hairs at this point. Yeah. And so when it ter- when it comes to like the 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 difference between the the world economy taking a hit of numbers that would never be supplemented, regardless of how well we'd be doing, versus all of us just essentially covering our eyes and unanimously agreeing that we're all just gonna take a break from the numbers for about three months so that we can all survive this. I'll take that one. I'll take the I'll take the head in the sand option. See here, I I'm gonna sound like the bad guy here. But I disagree sure. with the head in the sand option. And mm-hmm. my reasoning is, is not that I want to see a subset of our population die. It's not that I'm like, no. well, my money has to go up. I need right. Wall Street to fit. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 My counter argument to you is nothing to do with corporate gain or anything like that. I've, if we could mm-hmm. shut down companies during this, that'd be, that we don't want around, that'd be cool. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean- the, the fact the IRS is is giving us all a stay of execution by two months should be the biggest indicator that like even the most soulless of corporations and groups have have some semblance of a heart. Yeah. So, but the and problem some realistic. The, yeah. The problem I feel that we're in right now is that we created the situation by having such a shit infrastructure in our population. Like yeah everyone we, yeah. is freaking out like oh my god they want to restart the economy for the the big business you know Trump wants to see more money no you know who i think needs the economy to restart is the nine to fivers, the paycheck to paycheck? The over fifty percent of the U.S. population apparently is on a paycheck to paycheck situation. And knowing yep. what that was like when I was in the army, and I'm not saying I'm like, oh, I have so much coffers, I can survive. My-. I'm definitely not that well off now. No, but you're not there. You're not where you were. I'm not at a point where I have to go month to month anymore, though. So, but knowing what, the, but the problem is, over half our population is in that situation because the U.S. has such a shitty unemployment and benefits and like we've our healthcare is a pay system like there are so many things that are keeping people paycheck to paycheck from student loans to debts at a hospital those are the people that i don't think could survive for three months with no check well because here's the thing they're like you're not allowed to evict people you're not allowed to create hardships you're not allowed to do that what are those companies going to do when those three months are up immediately start kicking people out Hey, I know you had a break for three months., uh, we need three months back rent in the next two weeks. And that's the thing is that I don't think that we can support either like I don't think we can support either the the pay me back everything with interest or the well, we're just gonna have to figure it out situation because like I, I think that what we need to do is just say like no one's making money for three months. Like, oh, if, if, just, if we could do that, if we if somehow, right? like you got the the world economy to agree. Whatever debts were due for those three months, we're going to waive it and we're just going to start up in June. I would 100% agree. That's, I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are. If my mortgage was like, hey, shit's rough. Don't worry about it for three months. If my buddy's rent at his apartment that he can't pay right now because he's not getting paid, they were like. Three months. You can just stay here for free for three months. That's We're it. not You're not you no know, interest, no loan, no back pay. You're just fr- you're free and easy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we won't do that. If we could, well, I 100 percent agree. Yes, I I know we won't. But I'm saying like that's what we need to do collectively because, like your landlord, right? Like oh, you can't pay the rent. That's too bad. But I got to get paid. to right. kick you out and replaced you with someone who's in the exact same situation. They can't afford it either, so no one's getting paid no matter what. But the problem is that we're in a situation like this, okay? Uh, Let's say I'm your landlord, Sal, and I want to give you a three-month pass. That's cool, but the bank still wants me to pay for that property for three months. Right. Right. Like if right. I, if I could get a pass, then giving you the pass is so much easier. It has to trickle yes. down. And I just don't see that happening. And that's part right. of but our problem right now. The bank needs to be able to, you need to be able to appeal to the bank. And I think it's, I I, I don't know if I like, got, listen, I'm not an economist and I, right. I I don't have a plan for you, but like, I just know what's fair. And I know that like, what's not fair is holding everyone accountable for something that they have no control over a pandemic. Or even a epidemic or even just a, a, an outbreak is an act of God. Yeah. It's something we can't control. And you are expected to preserve your life. End of story, regardless of, you know, your politics or anything. And so if you in and, and if preserving your life is not interacting with human beings and not going to work, I mean, obviously, if you can go to work or if you can work from home all the better. But if that's part of the problem though, how do you differentiate who's working? How do you take the you and me who are able to make at least enough money to survive? No problem. And you Mm -hmm. take my buddy who's working 95. Yeah. I mean, and I think that it's just, it's, it needs to be not necessarily a case by case basis, but it needs to be like, it's pretty black and white, right? Like the, the, the barrier to entry for qualifications is pretty thin. Yeah. Like we could, we could tell who needs a bailout. And who needs a, like a, a stay of execution. So for lack of a better term uh, and who doesn't, and you know, it, like I, I, I pay rent on this, on this uh, studio, right? Right. Um, my landlord doesn't know my situation. Right. So like, let, let's say, cause there are other places in this compound, like a law office. Obviously they're not practicing law right now. Um, or maybe they are. I don't know. But like the fact is you don't know. And, but my landlord is going to give me a bill regardless. And if I couldn't pay it, if I wasn't making money, if I just simply wasn't able to maintain business, I'd have to go to my landlord and say like, I can't afford to pay you. Yeah. And my landlord would be in a position where he's like, either I'm going to, you know, kind of leverage the years of rent we've had together. And my expectation of your like timely payments over the few in the future to, to the current situation now, and I'm either going to say, like, get out and try to replace and, and be without an occupant for God knows how long because the fact is it's a bad time to rent an apartment. It's a bad time to buy a house. It's a bad time to change houses or change retail spaces because no one's occupying them. So he's going to have to be like, well, I either am going to get nothing from you and then something sooner than later, or I'm going to take nothing from you and then accept an uncertain. And right now we don't have any time or patience for uncertainty. So why don't we all just kind of like hunker down and accept that we're not getting paid. And like you go to the bank and you fill out a form that says I work, you know, my entire economy is ba- or my income is based on uh, nine to fivers slash like the 99%. Like, and here's here's the proof to back it up because I pay my taxes on time and I can literally quantify what my paycheck is subsisted on, and based on this criteria, I am entitled to, uh, you know, a uh, a delay or a uh, whatever you call it, like a, like a kick the can down the road, so to speak. Right? Well, the problem with a lot of those those kick the can down the road things, so I'm getting a lot of emails about the things that are being offered out, the loans and stuff like that. But that she said they're loans, so the like, we're, loans gonna give you, we're gonna yeah. give you, like, what's it, a, a low interest loan to help you get through this time. I'm like, why is there any interest? Like, and what the hell? Are you why aren't talking? you just because? handing me money that I pay you back in a timely manner and we, you know right. what I mean, like... <laughs> well, because they're not human beings. Because they're not, because they're only thinking, they're not thinking about how to make it better. Like, I can give you a loan, and the loan has to be paid back, right? So you don't, like, like you said, like, the instant the, the loan, it's not a grant, it's not a, you know, it's not a pay, it's not a, a bailout or a payoff. So we know the that it has to be paid back. Right. That's all you really need. But, like, Must it have interest too? And must the interest be ludicrous? Like I know it is. They claim it's not, but I've not looked into any of those because we are fortunate enough that we are digitally based. Right. Exactly. And, 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 but, but like we've, and we hopefully we'll, we'll transition into later is like the fact that who knows how long that will last, you know, like, and so it's important, I think to be talking about it and to be bringing it up and, and, and trying to at least, you know, devil's advocate a solution out of this, because we may be next because we make our money from people who do the jobs that aren't being paid right now Yeah, and advertisers. And when they're, this they're not advertising up, anything, we're seeing a small hit, but nothing that's crazy the at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I'm just dreading it turning into another January situation, but I, I think we're definitely going to be in there. And And for me, that is why i'm in the position of like we're all in this together it's all connected so like when you're a loan company and you're like oh don't worry i'm here to help and you're and you're charging me like eight to twenty five to forty five percent interest like give me a break here like that is not actually helping it's only hurting people and of course you know you're giving it to people who are in a situation where they're desperate and they need help and you and you're pretending that you're you know that you're that you're like Loan is uh, an assist when really it's just a trap to make more money. And it's yeah. like we're we're not trying to make and that's the problem is like they're trying to make a profit. And it's like, how about we all just kind of like try to keep our heads above? What water we need to like, do, Sal. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna calm you down just a little. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We well, need to take the animal yeah. crossing method of loans where Tom Nook just shows up, hands mm-hmm. us whatever we want, and he's like, get me that back, whatever you get, whatever you happen to catch enough bugs. Pay me back. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, like, and the problem is with people living paycheck to paycheck, they're not going to get an extra paycheck during that period. So they're never going to be able to pay it back. Yeah. And, and, and while like, you know, it's like saying like, well, why should they get a pay? Like if I'm doing well and I'm making money and I can work from home, why should they get a life preserver when I'm just naturally buoyant? And it's like, because we're all in the water. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because the ocean is 70% of the earth and there's sharks in it. That's why we all need to get out of the water. It doesn't matter if like you can float easier than that person. We all need to get out of the water. (laughs) Like we're it's. And that's, that's for me. That's, that's the bottom line. It's like, we are in a position where we, we all need to basically accept. And it's one of those things where it's like, it becomes partisan because everything is right. Like everything right. that makes us unified and human has become a partisan issue. And I I'm very, I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying very hard to not make it a partisan issue or to point fingers or make references to anything that is partisan or it could be used, construed as a partisan talking point. Because I really just want to say like, we're all people we're all on this together. And particularly economically speaking, we're all dependent on each other, you know? So like e- even the 99% is dependent on the 1%, right? Because if, if they weren't, they wouldn't want to tax them so much more. Right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, we're all dependent on each other. But if we all just say, like, yo, no one's doing well, uh, like, Mulligan. Like, and it's not like, it's not feel because, like 2020 is going to be the year of the Mulligan. Right. I mean, like, right. Like, everyone was like, 2020, that's our year. Oh, no. <laughs> it's it's 2019 too like that's where we are right now and i for me it's like don't remind me of 2019 in my head we went uh, 2018 to 2020 although now i just wanted to go 2021 so we're just going to skip out on two years no it's it's literally just been 2018 three times in a row (laughs) like it has never stopped being 2016 i'll tell you that 2016 we're going back that far now yeah that's how it feels but like Honestly, um, when the fact that we didn't ask for this—that's the thing—is like the reason why I think there's there's a golden opportunity for us to actually have some kind of like common ground and mutual success is because nobody did anything. You know what I mean to like make this. It's we're all we're all in the stand. Captain Trips may have been made in you know Captain Trips was made in the lab, but like this this virus is not our fault right as far as we know it's not like we didn't like there's conspiracy theories but right i know i know and i don't want to acknowledge them but like you know it's not (laughs) like we we're not the we're not the dwarves who dug too greedily and too deep we had to abandon moria because there's a demon that we woke up down there it's just there's a there's a disease and so because there's no finger pointing necessary we can all, instead of pointing fingers, shake hands, or probably more like give a Vulcan signal or bel- or bump elbows because we can't touch each other because of social distancing. <laughs> but we've all got to come together and agree, like, we, we're not going to make it if we try to step on each other's necks, take, th- take what's mine or what could be mine, <laughs> and, and just, just acknowledge hey, that. Hey, like, you get away sucks. from my toilet paper castle that I made. right it's just it's just is the toilet paper thing is and the toilet paper thing for me is just it's still hard to find that stuff by the way oh i know (laughs) and i'm like no i i I, i'm actually out of it i'm thankfully ben took care of me he got me uh, he he went to costco and got like a whole bunch of things we have some um but so i had to do one of those runs on uh monday with set with uh houston we had to wake up at 7 a.m go to every store to get meat frozen (sighs) goods like some more canned yeah. stuff. Like, like, and half the right. stuff we bought, I don't even know if we'll ever actually use. But it mm-hmm. was bought under the pretense that at the rate we're going, it may be harder to find any food or toiletries yeah. or anything later. Right. And, and so. Like, I bought three DiGiorno pizzas so I can keep them in the freezer. And it's under the assumption of if I can't find other food, I have food.
1: <laughs> At least I've got a
0: DiGiorno. Yeah, you know, and and the fact is, it's a it's a whole pizza. You cut that up, right. you eat two slices, you put them in the fridge, two more slices tomorrow, you just ration it out. I mean, like, that's the thing is that, um, well, the, the toilet paper thing, I think, is just people, it started out as someone said, it's rare, it's hard to get, so everyone went nuts. But now it's also a life preserver, even though it's a placebo, which is like, I don't. I can't control who has this this virus. I can't control anything except going outside. And even then, if my boss tells me I got to go outside to go to work, what am I going to do? Right? Like I, because I, because I, there is no plan in place where I can petition the government and say, I make this much money, I can't afford X amount of money, I live here, you know, and and I, you know, like let's say I have an old person who lives with me, or I'm a risk factor. You know there's not there's nothing in place to protect me that's so i have to go and infect other people or just take all the precautions right i wear a freaking surgical mask i got gloves on i'm riding the subway i go to work my boss looks at me like i'm an asshole because i'm dressed like i'm a i'm I'm an extra in outbreak and they're like what are you doing it's like i'm trying to stay alive jackass well here's you know just to cover you story we have a friend of ours uh that may be infected now because as it turns out someone at his work was going into work with the symptoms but because he couldn't afford to not go to work yeah. he kept going until they finally caught that he has covid that so now he's it. dealing with covid and we're all just like dude i hope you didn't get it like what right do- like and that's the thing like there, are, there are many people who are asymptomatic. There are many people who are like who are a- abating their symptoms and and going anywhere. There are some people who are downplaying the the seriousness of it. Like you're not just competing or, or 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 protecting yourself from like this phantom virus. You're also protecting yourself from straight up ignorance or 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 desperation. Yeah. And the toilet paper thing is literally just like I have no control over anything. But if I get this rare thing, I'll feel like I'm doing my part to. To combat this esoteric, in like you know, a, a attack. I mean, like, you're not wrong. I saw a report that the reason why people freak out and pa- panic by things is to take control of the situation. Exactly. They don't have, they have control no- of anything else. They're being stuck at home. They can't leave. They can't do their stuff. General life stuff. Like I can't get a haircut right now. That was what. Yeah, that was the one thing I regret. Like he, they were open on on it was like Monday last week, and I was like, oh, "I'll just go tomorrow." And they shut him down the next day. That was literally <laughs> me. Like wh- right when they were starting to talk, make, like talk about it, like when they were downplaying the seriousness of it. Right. I was out, and I was like, "My barber isn't working today, but that barber shop is open, and I'm going there anyway." And I got a haircut. And the next day, they were like, "It is a dessert! Like literally the next day, they're like, "Everything was wrong," and I'm like, "Whoo!" <laughs> Well, because <laughs> they were downplaying it, they like I knew time. it was bad. I knew we had a problem. I knew that this was a re. It comes down to it's a fatal flu, and it just right. it, it constantly travels. The I flu got- killed two hundred thousand people in this country in nineteen eighteen. Like, come on, like just the flu. The yeah. flu itself kills people every year because they don't get a knock, and because they, you know, bec- because they're older, they've risk factors, and this is like a super flu. Yeah, it's what because it is. It like everyone's like, it's just a flu. No, no, no. It's a yeah. super flu. Yeah, that's like. Remember when everybody got freaked out about killer bees? Like, th- it's not just bees. They're bigger killer bees. <laughs> like the name "killer" is in the name of the bee. <laughs> uh, we named them that so that you would take it seriously, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're but yeah. So I mean, um, I'm glad I don't have to get a haircut at least. And I remember, yeah, saying, I do. Yeah, <laughs> Right, and what are we gonna do now? You know, I mean, like I'm gonna I'm about to just shave everything off. Like I'm gonna shave it all off, and you guys just have to deal bald to Benny until this is over. <laughs> I mean, I I believe it would grow back pretty quickly. You'd be like, you'd find. I mean, you were in the military. You you have you've had it really short before. Yeah. You know what it looks like. Oh yeah. I mean, like, and and it's even shorter than that. You'd be like, this is kind of cool. Like I can imagine you running, and you're like, this is actually kind of nice. I like I this. Like kinda, I feel kind of aerodynamic. I should take up swimming. Oh wait, every pool is closed. <laughs> um, yeah, I, look, I don't know where we're going with the discussion at this point. I feel like, I <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we? Inside? The comics are shut down right now. So the right. big, the big concern that we have in, in the position we are of promoting and and talking about comics is how long is our current lo- backlog going to last? How long before we're screwed basically? Well, and that's the thing, like, uh, for us, I feel like because, you know, you and I have been around for, what, six years? Like, we've had, like, five, six years. Like, we have a, oh, we've we have had ups, we've had Welcome down. To- I don't yeah, think we'll ever seen- see as high as we saw when Endgame came out. Nah. But, like, we've made content for five or six years. There's a backlog of stuff. I don't know about you, but I've seen a, a, an influx of people being like, I just found your channel. And I have literally 1800 v- videos to watch yeah i know like, i know that's what i'm dealing with right now so like which is great uh but because you you know you're t- you're doing no man's land like that's that's a not only is that story like super long but it's also like a 20 year old story oh my god i've been doing that forever now <laughs> yeah, but there's like there's there's 80 years where the stories across a thousand characters between at least two to three different publishers we're never going to run out of content to talk about the question is whether you can make it relevant and, and make it contemporary and the fact is like should i name every video COVID 19 edition <laughs> i mean i wouldn't i think people get sick of it i know i would like honestly like i i and i've seen a, i've seen a downturn of it like i've like we we did an episode of one of my shows where we talked about like play like fake plagues in comics and it did really poorly and i think it's because nobody wants to talk about it like, nobody wants to hear about it. Well, that's why I apologize for today's episode, that it's pretty much going to be a COVID 19 talk because. But, like, watch it because this is actually a really fun and engaging conversation. I, I hope so. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation the way it's going right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how the numbers are doing. I'm not looking. Uh, uh, I mean, no, the viewerships okay. are pretty average. I mean, we got a yeah. normal viewership for this. The big. I, don't, I see, I don't know what comics is going to do with this now. So, I guess let's move on to this as part of the discussion then. Okay, yeah. The digital market. Right, we were. We, gonna, we, we briefly we were. mentioned. Yeah. We briefly mentioned that this may finally be the time to really push the digital market, it, because honestly, local comic book stores can't get mad because they are not open. They, do, I mean, do you think mad. that we're going to see that, or do you think DC Marvel are just going to say, "Take it a mulligan, no comics this month"? I honestly think they will take the hit. I think that DC and Marvel will absolutely. Well, look. Really, yeah, the question is what what will really be the. the Okay. Under normal circumstances, let's say it was 2011, I'd say DC and Marvel in eh, 2012, DC and Marvel would both be like we need to help our our fellow local comic book stores, no way, like blah blah blah, we're just going to play pay lip service and just not do anything. We're just right. going to we're going we're going to kick the can down the road and mulligan it. I feel like you know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of talk, a lot of speculation about like how DC's doing and how it's running, and I don't know, and I can't speak to it, and I won't, like, say, you know, like because I don't have any insider info, but like, it feels like DC's kind of screwed right now. If anyone was going to make some kind of big desperate push, it would probably be DC, so that's where I'd look for it. Um, but, like, Marvel and DC, for the most part, are usually about six to eight months late to the party when it comes to trends, so I feel like if they were going to make a big push for digital, they probably should have already started doing it. Like, if they do it, like, if they did it, like, two months... Because here's, th- here's the other thing. Like, look, look, 5G, right? L- this yeah. is very much all of this. But 5G, right? Let's say, for the sake of argument, it's dead. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying, let's say, for the sake of argument, that with DiDio out, and that being his baby, it's dead. They should probably have a replacement for 5G in place immediately because everybody's telecommuting. They're all a captive audience. They could literally hash out an entire new publishing and, uh, initiative in about a day and a half. Right. If they all sat down and worked it out and they have their entire bullpen literally on hand to do it. They're not going to. There's no way. And the reason for that is because I know comics and I know this industry and they're just not gonna. Like, I, And I don't know why, but they're just not gonna. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it makes the most sense and they're just not going to do that. So when it comes to digital, like this is the time. If you were going to say, like, we're going to cut out local comic book stores, we're finally going to pull the plug on local local comic book stores and go full digital, they're not going to do it because – It would be the best time for them to do Do it. Do you see (laughs) them testing the waters with it? So if you're not tracking, movie industries are testing the waters. Because we've talked about that for years. That movie industries were eventually going to go more and more digital. And they were going to call it quits on the big theaters. And the only thing you're going to see in there are the big budget movies. Scorsese made a Netflix movie. I mean, that proves right there that we're moving in that direction. Um, Movies just tested that theory. Invisible Man, uh, The Hunt. I, a Blood bunch shot. Of bloodshot is coming out a bunch of movies i want to see if you hit that i've watched them here in my home own. fucking i don't mean to swear in my <laughs> home studio here i don't even know why i swore there was no reason to swear that uh no Um, <laughs> uh, but like i've watched the hunt great movie by the way if you thought nice. it was nothing but just bashing on republicans and democrats that's like a minor portion of a great just action flick basically it it was a good movie i loved it and the message even wasn't even that bad at all uh the overall message is like we need to stop attacking people based on single comments on like twitter and stuff that's really what it came down to can't argue with that yeah i know (laughs) i've agreed with that for years um but anyway what it really comes down to lost much I thought Uh, yeah no so the hunt was great Um, and I watched Guns Akimbo, which apparently wasn't actually a release that way, but I I didn't realize it wasn't going to theaters. That's the Mm. one where uh, Daniel Radcliffe gets two Uzis bolted to his hands. Oh, yeah. I saw a a picture of that. That was really... Oh, yeah, they made rounds. Everyone's like, Daniel Radcliffe went crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Video games, there's a big talk right now that Final Fantasy VII will not be shipped, uh, potentially, or at least the retailers you thought were shipping it will not be shipping it. But well, don't worry, on, digital's yeah. still coming out on time. Well, of course. Well, and 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 that's the thing is that like GameStop slash, if you're in Canada, EB Games, same company. Yeah. Um, is always on the brink of bankruptcy. And the reason why they declared themselves an essential service was so that they could get the sales for Doom and Animal Crossing. Yes. Because if they missed them and they closed temporarily they'd be closed forever. Like, yeah, I think there was GameStop, talks that that would have been the end of them, regardless. I think GameStop is pretty much over. Like, I think they're out. I think that GameStop will probably close within the year. And so, yeah, no. Definitely release it on digital. That was the market 10 years ago. Like, right. when Steam became in, ubiquitous with PC gaming, that was the end. And then when, like, now that you can, like, literally download your game, you can buy a full freaking game triple a title and digitally download it through your switch. You're done like that. that, that, I don't honestly remember the last time I physically bought a movie or video game. Right. And and the only reason we've maintained the comic book industry in the way that we have in relation to this discussion is to support our local comic book stores and the collectible aspect of it. Part of the reason I collect magic cards is that word right there, collecting magic cards. And I collect comics that have great artwork, which you could still sell. Yeah. But now that we're being forced into, like the comic book industry is being forced into, like you guys need to move into this direction. Like you're hardcore, stop, stop holding on to print. It's going away. Yeah. That's why I'm like the movie industry. This is a big test for, can we get $20 on a movie if we put it out early? That's what that I test is. And I don't think, I don't think they can. And that's why. It's, no, it is on. working. The test. So is right now, because, if like, you want to see it? Hunt, it will cost you $20 to rent it. So they're charging you the cost of two uh, less than two people going to the theater to have it 48 hours if you get it. Right. I'm not against that just because you're getting to watch this movie way earlier than anybody else if you do this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like Disney's already said, like, uh, that new movie, I forget the name of it, Onward? 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 Yeah. It's coming out, it'll be the $20 rental fee, but you just wait till April 5th, it's going to our digital market too. Yeah, exactly, which I'm going to do. Like, I'm just right. going to wait until April 5th. Um, But I feel like well, Bloodshot, same deal. 20 bucks. Um, I wonder what the numbers are like. If and it, How successful it has been. I mean, the they thing can is claim that, it, but we don't know the numbers. Like I saw um, the, Patty Jenkins announced that the new release date for Wonder Woman is August 14th. And Warner Brothers has said, like, we're not going digital with Wonder Woman. Like we saw a lot of people saying, and I remember like reading about it like over the last two weeks, they were saying like DC was, Warner Brothers was seriously considering making wonder woman a digital release. And Patty Jenkins is like, no, we're not like, we are going to release this in theaters. Right. And, and I was like, I wonder why like, they're so insistent on not, on like, on like, not only not doing it, but like throwing out that rumor and i think well, it's because I, I, they're like i think it's because they're like we need to make the theater dollars and we don't trust digital enough i think that's i think it comes out of the trust factor and and the yeah. archaic nature of our industries like part of the reason why comic books have stayed the way they are and the way that we only have digital di- diamond and all that other stuff yeah. is because of the archaic way we're doing the industry i mean regardless of being able to watch the hunt here at my house and how convenient right. that was i probably would have still gone to the theater because i know you're a theater nerd
1: I, 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 I like the go,
0: I like getting my popcorn, plopping down in my seat, Dolby Digital, XD, whatever the hell you want to call it. I do, I do love those do. Dolby theaters. Yeah. <laughs> a screens ten times bigger than my house. <laughs> well, I mean, like that's the thing is I can't replicate that experience. I right. don't have a oh, I don't have a woofer the size of a car and a screen <laughs> the size of a house. That would be hilarious if you did. I go to oh, your yeah, house. Dude. It's nothing but a woofer in your house. So I and I feel like sure. as part of the thing with, com, with comic books, the argument I get a lot of people that like, why don't you don't get digital? And the argument a lot of people have for that uh, is pretty much travels along the lines of, well, I don't want I don't I like holding the comic, the feel of the book. You still have yeah. the people that just want to physically own it because they don't want to get on board at the new way things are kind of going. Where hey, you don't actually own anything, and I agree with that. But I, I'm under the mindset of, I don't agree with that, but at the same time, we're going to have to deal with it. So I'm just dealing That's with it sooner than other people. Yeah, I am full digital when it comes to new releases, unless there's a book that like I love and need and want signed, and then I go get a physical copy. Right. Um, and I like having my physicals, and I like going through back issues bins, and I supplement them in a big, bad way. But I I think, I I feel like there's room for both. It's the same reason why I like to own a movie. Like, I do go out and buy the Blu-ray of something because I'm like, I don't want to have to, like, See, I stopped doing that when we abandoned DVD, and I just had a whole bunch of DVDs in my house, and I was like, oh, like, what if we change formats again? (laughs) Well, for me, the real problem that I had was, like, looking for them. Like, I wanted to watch the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy extended edition again recently, and I'm like, who has that? I have it. Like, I don't need to go on Amazon. I don't need to find the extended edition. I don't have to hope that it, my streaming... Because the other thing is that, like, we're in this thing, right? Everyone's at home. Who's going to make off? Like, man, it's the cable companies when they're throttling our data. Or they're going to offer, oh, like, yeah. higher packages and stuff like that. So, like, I want to watch it crisp and beautiful and right the hell now. So I pulled out my DJ-quality CD case that is, holds my... 400 blu-rays and i pulled out my my lord of the rings and i watched them and a, that's the experience i want when i want to watch the thing on blu-ray in the dark with perfect sound i'm gonna get my disc and that's the same deal when it comes to any movie that i love and desperately need you know and like the marvel movies like i don't know if you noticed this but like the audio ain't great oh yeah why. But like for some reason, Disney doesn't give a crap about THX Dolby sound effects. So like the audio was not fantastic. So I'm like, well, I guess I don't really need to own the Marvel movies. I mean, I started to buy them because I was a big collector for DVDs and Blu-rays. But like as as they got as I started to notice the sound dip in quality, I was like, oh well, then I'll just stream them. Especially right, yeah. If they don't care, why am I going to (laughs) care? Yeah, yeah. Well, it it, there's it doesn't it doesn't affect my viewing experience. It's not better. So why bother? But uh, but with comics. Comics are another thing. I think there's room for both, and I think we can I do do think there's room for both if we start making the physical comics the prestige thing. You start doing the black label style. You start putting two or three issues into one. You put really high-quality print. You put fancy. I think there could be room for both. I agree with you on that, but we need to treat them as separate entities. Getting your digital is just getting the story. Getting your physical is a collector's piece. Right. Look at the thing where, um, what's it called? I mean, they, they, we're speculating on this. I don't know if i necessarily even agree with that concept, but I'm fascinated by it and I want to encourage, encourage the discussion. Um, I, I, we're, we're looking at like for our own businesses, you know, we, we get uh, business cards and stickers and posters and stuff. And through the outlets that you print your posters and your stickers, you know, sometimes those outlets that do those printings will have like deals. they like, they're like, Oh, 20% off your purchase. If you buy like an, like 50 or 50 or more or whatever. Um, wouldn't it be interesting if like Marvel and DC went full digital? And I'm not saying I even want this, but like, what do you what? What about this? They went full digital, um, but any issue you want, you just order it, and we'll print it for you. I mean, that that would work too. Uh a snake in our Twitch chat because I forgot to mention, but this is streamed live every Tuesday yeah. at about 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we go live between that and 5 p.m. Eastern. Sometimes pre-show, sometimes we go right into it, like today. Um, wouldn't that crash the market? See, we're, we're, I agree with you, Radis, but them not making books at all is going to crash the physical market. Well, the market right the market isn't crashed; it doesn't exist anymore. Like, right. There is no market. As it's just those, done. It didn't, cr- it didn't crash. It like it, it vaporized. Right. We're talking about the theory of like if we, how we pick up from here. Is what is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, like if we were still perfectly fine, then I would say no, keep going as is until yeah. we until physical stops selling. Why would you stop making them? Well, <laughs> the here's here's another question, and it's like, what about people in the Midwest whose local comic book store is 400 miles away? You're yeah. like, what do they do? Like I if you're the in the Midwest, Midwest, mine's down the street. Yeah, well, you're Colorado, Colorado. You, you got you, dispensaries you and come. comic shops. Like, <laughs> In uh, liquor stores. Uh, we well, uh, no, a lot but, of liquor stores. Oh uh, f- side also, side because this show's not room. hold on. Did you hear about what ha- Colorado did yesterday? As a t I'm just no. gonna do a quick tangent. So they announced that we're going into full shutdown in Denver. And, okay. w- and, and every other state has left open the liquor stores and the, and the marijuana shops, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colorado was like, those are not essential. We are shutting them down. And yeah, immediately, I'm there was lines around the city of people trying to get into every liquor store and every dispensary to the yeah. point where it w- itself was a state of emergency. And they were yeah. like, they're staying open. They're staying open. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you all can't leave and you can't get high. What? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you can't drink. You can't go out. You can't do anything. Y'all yeah. have to be sober and indoors. Like what? What are I've, you thinking? I've seen that Treehouse of Horror episode. Uh, <laughs> you end up killing your family. Like, that's, <laughs> no, no TV and no beer. Make Homer something something. Yeah, like, that you don't. No, I mean that's also, Jesus, the, Denver. It's the location of the hotel from The Shining. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, give me a break. So, yeah. but um, it, it was funny, though. Is so what they ended up doing was they're like, okay, okay. You can stay open as long as you can create a situation where people can be six feet away from each other. And I'm like, well, that's every liquor store and dispensary. They don't you know, let a ton okay, of people uh, in those to begin with. Yeah. And no, no one wants to be all up on while you're picking out your booze. Yeah. Trust me. Um, but like, but I'm wondering because I've seen a lot of chatter about people who are like, you know, my local comic book store, blah, blah, blah. And then I always see one or two people who say, like, my local comic book store is 200 miles away. Or like, no, you right. Comic book store is some horrible bookstore in the mall. You know, like, like in, in all honesty, if store. you lived, because where I am, there's what there's like three within driving distance. Well, but, you have Mile High Comics. Like, you literally have the biggest comic book store in the world. But that's an hour away. It is an hour away, though. So yeah. you know, but they also, but because they're the biggest, they can also ship to you. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, if you, if where I am right now with three of them within driving distance and Mile High an hour away, if you lived further up into the mountains, you could be looking at almost a two hour drive to get down here to yeah. go buy comic books. So yes, and no one that's, it's, it's, that's unsustainable. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. I saw, I was talking to somebody who's like, yeah, my commute like takes me by this comic book store and then it moved. And so now I'm literally like an hour away from my local comic book store. And so I come here once a week and I'm like, Jesus, like I would just find a new store. Like that, i I think that I, that he's demonstrating some incredible like brand loyalty, loyalty. and I love yeah. that. But I'm also like, but I'm also an adult who needs to go like to home. Like I don't have time. Uh, And so I'm wondering about those people who like have comic book stores that are unsustainably far away from them. What do you do? Like, if, do you wait for the trade shows like do you wait for a, a convention and just hoard them do you do you like plan it out where it's like okay once every two months i go to the comic book store and i buy everything like everything. That, that a, there's <laughs> no way that's true so what do they do and and that would be a good test case to find out like is digital sustainable maybe those are where the numbers are the highest i don't know but yeah. like i think that there must be some kind of good middle ground, because I don't think comic book printing will ever go away. I think that... uh, What was it? Uh, Stefan Sajic actually said something to me the other day, where he was saying they never consider Amazon and trade paperback sales those are the sweetest plum and they always discount them like they never consider that the trade sales are some of the biggest sales for comic book stores right or for, for comic books i should say for the comic book industry and it's like so they're never going to stop printing trades or hardcovers. so that's done like so it's really a question of like are you gonna stop doing the month-to-month thing here's an idea what if this change what if they do some digital but what right. if all of those iffy books that we that we all go, oh, there's no way that'll sell. But then they sometimes turn into a Gwenpool or a Spider-Gwen where they're just this. Yeah. The, what if those all go digital? What that's if the only been, physicals are the ones they know will sell? Batman, I Superman. Think that's, I, I think but that's like my favorite Red be. Hood and the Outlaws, it goes digital. Nope, digital only. Yep. But like I think there's a good happy medium there where it's like, no, we're only going to print four books a month. Four. like And I think four is generous. Cause like literally, you could be Batman, uh, Superman. Uh, we'll do a seasonal thing where it's like Flash and or Green Lantern and Justice League. Yeah, you know, and Wonder Woman, I guess, a five. me the book is dead. You know what yeah. he came back with? And physical super sons. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna happen. But, the book uh, is dead, Tavia. It's dead, so dead for like what a year now. Damien's an adult. The end. Uh, but like, <laughs> the the um, but with with respect to that, like you you could easily do, you know, if we print 20 books a month, 15 of them are going to be digital only. And if you want a physical copy, you just pay a little extra. Let's call it $5 more per book. Yeah. That's a lot. Like if you're a collector horrible. who wants, like I love Red Hood. I want every physical issue. I'll Hell, get it. Di- I think that printing a book, it's like about two and a half bucks. So let's say it's two bucks. So it's, you want us if you want to if you want a physical copy of your book, we're gonna kill Diamond. And instead of doing it where we're gonna print the books and send them to a comic book store, you go buy them. They're digital only. We're gonna put them out through Comixology or through our own digital distribution house. And when you want your book, you contact us, you subscribe to the book, we'll mail it to your house for a specific fee, like how they used you know to I mean? do things. Like how they used to do things where it's like, I love Red Hood and the Outlaws. I could get it digitally. And in fact, I'm going to buy it digitally when I want it like immediately. Or I contact DC Comics and I order the book and they're going to mail me because they have the printers. It's not like they're upgrading those printers like they have the they're printing them. So yeah. it's like and they're going to print my book. And if they're and if the number go, dips below, let's say 2000 people, I'm sorry, the, then you're going to have to pay extra to have that book printed. Okay. You know, but, like, you can subscribe to that book, and that way, also, maybe that helps, like, with the collector's market, because now, like, uh, if you want, oh, you got a copy of Red Hood number 604, well, that's amazing, because, like, they only printed 40 of those things. Yeah, they only printed, like, 40 of them, and he has a movie now, so, of course, it's worth a ton money, yeah. And then, hell, Marvel or Marvel and DC could... Uh, you know how they do the, the, the True Believers copies or the, the retro printing where it's like... Oh, well, hey, it's yeah, these, Marvel's been doing that a lot lately. It's the exact same book that it came out 25 years ago with the same ads and everything. It's just a, it, the facsimile editions. Um, they do those. Or it's like the book sold great or there's a movie coming out. The entire run of Red Hood will be reprinted starting like six months from now. I'm aboard with that. You know, like... Some kind of system where I don't know the big two behave like book publishers, where <laughs> they start thinking about how to sell a book. Well, uh, the funniest thing about that is book. Speaking of book publishers, like book books are huge in comparison to the comics. We all think that like comics are this big deal. They're nothing. We spoke to a friend of ours, and I'm not going to name names just because I don't know if he wants to be named. But he moved from the comic book industry to the book industry, and they almost laughed at him. Because oh, yeah. they're like, you sold how many? Yeah, that's nothing. Because yeah. books kill comic books. Why do you think DC has been publishing all these young adult novels recently? Like yeah. Batman in a car, oh, Cat opens know. at school. <laughs> yeah, because those sell like hotcakes. Like yeah. that. That whole industry is amazing, uh, comparatively, because like if you're a book, if you're a if you're a writer and your book doesn't sell a certain number of units, you got to buy your books back. Like they hold you personally accountable to those books. The comic book industry if your book doesn't sell. You know, who's accountable for that? The guy who ordered them at his store. That's not, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. It's amazing. And it's an incentive for the writer to sell the book himself, to build his own brand and to get out there and like put boots on the ground. You know, it, it, it's not necessarily a good system. It's 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 in its own way flawed, but they're also doing it to the to the tune of ten, hundreds of thousands of copies overselling versus the you know direct market for 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 floppies. Yeah, no floppies don't sell compared to video games, music, and books. So what do you? We have we're still we still got so much to go over on this, but so <laughs> it's a good that we started early. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Because I'm looking at it like normally we'd go about an hour and 15 minutes and I'm like, we technically have another 15 minutes before we even hit our our stop early time. Right, yeah. Uh, So what do you think things are going to... Okay, so let's... This is the situation. I'm going to ask the big question here. And bear in mind, I want to once again restate, Sal and I are two YouTubers who like comic books. That's that's (laughs) our experience on all of this. We're not economists. We're not in the political market. We have no gain in any direction. Nope. We're just two nerds, okay? Um, what, how long before you think things? I for the record, I don't think anything will ever go back to normal. But how long before you think we get a semblance of our old lifestyles? Um, I I think that the industries. I think that in order, to, if we were safe, September. I think that realistically. Mid to late June, because okay. I think that, like, I think that the industries will be so afraid of their bottom line, and because the government will be so inept and in- in- incapable of supporting these industries and people, they'll they'll have no choice but to return to work. Now, I would hope that at the very least. You know, the, the publishers themselves, I mean, like, boom, and IDW, and Image, like, they're closing down and not, and Valiant not being able to, like, pay their workers and everything like that. Like, that, that sucks because most of this could be done from home. The only right. thing you really need are the people at the printers and the people at the comic book store selling them, like, in terms of interaction and, and, and violating social distancing. And I don't know how many people it takes because, like you said, we're just nerds. I don't know. But, the, uh, uh well, the big question yeah. I have, like, because here's what I think, like, and my to add to your, thing, I agree with you on that because, let's say Trump insanely restarts the economy in a week. Let's say, well, let's just say, let's just say he says uh, executive order, um, everyone ha everyone can go back to work. Like, I'm lifting it. You know, the governor, by the way, in terms of the political structure, the president can say whatever he wants, but the governors have absolute control over the law of the laws of their land. So, like in New Jersey, it's a full shutdown. Trump right. could say, you, right. "You have to go back to work, or you can't go back to work. Don't worry about it. Uh, is it. I have secret information that says that the virus isn't so bad." And uh, our governor would say, "Well, our analysts disagree, and we're not going to violate the the change, and so we are going to be closed. The problem is, you're going to have." industries in different states doing different things and in order to keep up you're gonna have people who are gonna voluntarily violate the uh the the restrictions or ease up on those restrictions legally just to compete with those who immediately have a vested interest in softening restrictions so right. like it's it what it will do is it will in effect even if it is not legally an executive order or illegally a thing that makes the economy re- re-stimulized, re- re-stimulated it will instead just make things worse uh, because some people will go back to work and some people won't and then those people who don't are gonna get screwed because they didn't go back to work and the people who did go back to work will get sick and then they'll have to take off from work and so you're gonna see this like seesaw effect on the economy and then you're gonna have this this pushback where it's like crap, actually it made things worse. We're gonna have to roll back to where we were in March, and so it will have an adverse effect on the economy in its in, in its own right, and so people are gonna make more you, the, the, the Dow's gonna take an even bigger hit because it'll see a soft gain and then it'll immediately hit it, like hit it back down again. Like it it will cause damage. Yeah. And the problem is because no one's gonna want to go back to march because no one's because we know what it looked like and we saw how grim it might have looked so we went against our better judgment anyway they're not going to do the overcompensation that we had here and so as such you're just going to have this wishy-washy kind of like Ugh. so like the comic book industry is going to limp along you're going to have people fall off you're going to have creators who lose their their books because they're sick and can't work but they're going to have to because comic book Artists and writers are the, some of the hardest working people in the industries because they don't have health insurance, and they got to work around the clock, and they got to draw this thing for you twice a month at least over at DC. Like, it, so it's it's a it's a nightmare, and I, I'm looking at it as a nightmare scenario because I think that I think I, I, I have all confidence that the that the executive branch will tell the world slash country to go back to work. Right. And well, I think that that's what's gonna happen if it does happen. The problem that I see happening is let's say he does restart it in a week, no one's gonna do anything. Like, right. Industries are now going to be iffy about that. like they're not gonna suddenly start filming again because they're gonna be like, well, what if this just breaks off again? Like, what if this goes well, crazy? No, so, yeah, you know, like you of them and I are, are the problem you and of I, is I are not going, gonna do that. Well, some will, but not a lot of them. They've no, already shut like, down production. But the problem is like some like let's say, let's say that um Disney goes back to work, right? Like Disney goes, yeah, okay, let's get back to production. You think Warner Brothers is going to take a sidestep and let them keep going? No, they're direct competitors. So they're going to be like, nope, we're going to go back to work too. Like, And then like, you're just, oh, the parks are going to reopen, things like yep. that. The biggest yep. issue, though, is everyone's going to be terrified to travel. So this is officially gone. And even yep. when it's gone, they're going to be terrified to go out. And like, worse yet worse yet you're going to have people who are going to be emboldened because they're going to think it's not as bad as it was right. because they're going to because because just by virtue of the declaration that things are better without actually having substantiated evidence to support that they're going to feel like like the to- like grabbing toilet paper be- makes them feel comfortable they're going to be like okay i'm going to just going to re- i'm going to travel with reckless abandon and yeah. And those companies are going to take those opportunities to open because Disney, as we've talked about, is is losing, like, what, $25 million a day for being closed? Like, yeah, they're going to open immediately. Oh, they they don't even tell the employees. They're just going to open the doors up and be like, I hope there's people at the stands. (laughs) Yeah, I hope they show back up. I mean, we laid off, like, most of our workforce, but hopefully they'll just show back up again. Like, they're literally going to, like, they're going to open up. People are going to feel emboldened to keep behaving the way they did pre-social distancing, and then you're going to see an exponential increase in transmission of the virus. And then you don't think that we're going to see social distancing become the new norm. People no, are going to be afraid of handshakes and hanging no, out. I, no, because I think people are, people don't want to do it and they'll take any excuse not to have to do it. So I mean, I I'll think, say right I, now, my Natalie's probably going to keep the social distancing going for like three years. No. I mean like I think that sensible people are going to want to try and practice social distancing. The problem is, you know, in in states where they already did this like Seattle or New Jersey or California or even like, you know, in in Europe where they're practicing it even like you you're, you're going to see people who are going to try their best to maintain in this environment where they're like right now everyone's on the same page. Everybody's got a f- Got to practice these things and can't go and do these certain stuff, right? Right? But it's hurting the economy. When you say everybody can go back to doing that, but we didn't solve the problem, right? Like there's just there's fires everywhere. We didn't put out the fires, but you can all still go out. You know, like, oh, but I might catch fire, but everyone's still going out, so I guess I'm gonna catch fire. I, I don't know. like <laughs> if if you go out there in flame retardant suits, You're gonna look like the jackass because you're gonna be the odd man out. Oh no! No shaking hands. I don't trust you enough to. I don't don't believe you're washing your hands. Like you know what I mean? Like it's social stigmas are going to overrule the like rational parts of our brains that say I don't believe that we should have gone back to normalcy now, but I also need to go back to social normalcy because I only make paycheck to paycheck. Right. But if I'm going paycheck to paycheck and also practicing social, like, it's impossible to do that if no one else is. And socially, you're going to look like a jackass. Not like you, you should be and you shouldn't feel like one, but you're going to look like one because everyone else isn't doing that. You know what I mean? It's going to be up to the companies and these private institutions like grocery stores, parks, schools to, to, to basically decide for themselves whether that's appropriate or not. And I don't trust them to do that because they didn't and they had to be told to do that. I yeah, I a few so I, of them did. Like Disney shut down before this was a yeah, but thing, but they did that under significant social pressure, and also because they they were seeing hits. Although no, as I recall, like right before they shut down, the parks did not see a major dip in in attendance. No, no, everyone was still going. It's like we have a deadly flu going around. I'll be fine. Right. Well, I'm still at Disney, and I'm still going. Like, I paid $4,000 to it's, go to this freaking place. It's the place. exact same response that the Spring Breakers had. Well, I'm yeah, already going, gonna... so I'm just going to deal with it because I'm not well, going to get. Y- I'm young and stupid, and I think I can. <laughs> I'm <divine>. stupid. <laughs> well, like, if, if you're going to Fort Lauderdale because you think you're invincible, you're a jackass. What, what I loved about those reports, <laughs> if you watch the, the videos of them talking to the Spring Breakers, they're like, yeah, all the bars are closed. Like, what are we supposed to do now? Like, exactly, not going to f- Spring Break. <laughs> You're not supposed to go, you moron. Like... Y- that's the thing is that like that, but that's why it was good because like everything's closed. Like there's no incentive to go anywhere. You're like, but yeah, somehow flights. they still did. <laughs> like, Yeah. Flights are $12 a, a seat. Right. But where are you going to go? Everything's closed when you get there. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, and, and for me, that's great. And it, it like extend it because then it's just longer time for everyone to get that through their thick skull. Like, Hey, I should get on a plane. I can get a fl- I can get a round trip flight to like, you know, to, to Cancun for for a hundred dollars. And it's like, yeah, you can you yeah, you can, but you won't be able to go anywhere when you get there. And it's like, oh, I guess it's kind of a problem. Right. It is more serious than I'm treating it. And maybe I should just probably stay home anyway, since there's literally nothing for me to do out there anyway. Like how much money I'm saving right now, Sal. <laughs> I can't go out. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like, I can go out. I live in the woods. So I can go for a walk. I can go for a hike. Well, like, I could do all I, that, but none of it costs me money. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, well, good. You're saving money, too. And you should be because no one's making any. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It, it, that's where I think we're going. I think, in the, I think that, like, if we were all really, really smart, or at the very least, we had leaders who deliberately acted in the best interest of the country as a whole... We would be like extending this into September, and it wouldn't be a big deal because we have loan and debt forgiveness programs in place that would allow you to at least survive. Right. So, you can spend your money. Cause, like, I'm not saying the grocery store should be giving away free meat. I'm just saying, like, you shouldn't have to pay your rent if you can't make rent because the landlords aren't able to pay the banks either. So, no one's being, like, no one's calling in their debts. So, you might as well at least experience that. So, what you are calling right for is a communist nation. Got it. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not, no, no, no. Cause here's the thing I'm not saying we should do that. We should have, I'm not saying we should have been doing that in the first place. I'm saying, We need a stay of execution, economically speaking. So here we like. So let's do that. We'll practice it temporarily. I mean, look at like uh, FDR was a straight up socialist, and he created numerous socialist programs that were paid for by him printing money, with no. Basis for the economy. Like, there was no gold standard to, to go against the money he was printing to pay for things like the dam and the tunnels and bridges and zoos and parks. But he did those things and he employed those people and they made money temporarily. Thankfully, he had a world war that we profited from that he was able to pay for it with. But, like, you know, the alternative here is that we starve and we can't afford to do that. So... <laughs> So you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head a dozen times. I think yeah, next week the comic we, book should, industry, we should look yeah. at some of our favorite stories from the past. Maybe do some more comic book discussions. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should definitely go back to comics. I mean, like it is absolute comics right now. We've just been talking, We're about, talking about, just the about the comic, comic book comics. industry, but it's a, it's it's being affected by the world as a whole. This isn't like. Oh yeah, these these jackasses don't even talk about comedy. Like this is this is a huge this effect is, of it. Yeah. It, it's it's that important and it's that like relevant. We're we're living in like a very interesting time like the Chinese curse has. Uh the, the old Chinese proverb that says may you be, may you live in interesting times, like oh thanks. I'll take boring. <laughs> oh, thanks. Things. Yeah, I'll take I'll take boring any day of the week. Yeah, seriously. But uh, uh yeah man, like I don't know. I mean like just to, as a quick button on it about comics, just because, you know, if you're still here after being like, oh, I hate these people and I don't like their opinions click. Um, but if you're still if you're still here, uh, you know, the comic industry, I think, is not going to be. I don't think the comic industry will be irrevocably hurt by this. I think it'll just be irrevocably altered by this that hopefully I it'll, yes i think it will and be. hopefully for the best like there's a lot of good to come out of this which we didn't discuss but like i think there there's a potential for greatness that comes out of this uh I, very quickly i will put that out there because you know people watch the show uh it'd be nice if everybody who has a desk job doesn't have to go to work anymore yeah they all can do their job from home the, which would i agree you know. the world is seeing that as a bet as a like a higher alternative and if you don't have yeah. to be for office space and stuff why not do that like we've been we've been saying it for de- for like more than a decade now two three decades now like hey if i have skype and an internet connection that's faster than the one at work why am i going to work yeah. especially if all my meetings can be done virtually or through email and it's like the reality is you don't need to do that and if you don't do that if everybody works from home Number one, you're saving money on rent. Number two, you're saving money on cars and insurance. Number three, you're reducing the amount of fatalities on the road. Number four, you're reducing the amount of carbon emissions that are going out there. So number five, like so, like it all is connected and it all has a, like a ripple effect that affects everything beneficially. So like you're Not making every more job can be done online. No, 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 but a lot saying, can if you, nowadays. If, if if your job consists of you driving to a big building full of desks with computers on them, and you go to a building to sit at a desk to work on your computer, and then when you're done with it, you get out of your desk and you go into your car and you drive home again to go to your computer at your desk. No, cut out the (laughs) middleman and do it from home, roll out of bed, get to work on your computer. I promise you productivity will increase by 200%. Even if you're only working like three hours versus the nine hours you were working before, because you're actually working and you're comfortable and happy and you don't have to deal with any assholes at work. Forgive my language. I'm just saying like colloquially speaking, you know, everybody you work with is a jackass. Are are you okay there, buddy? (laughs) i don't don't even have a desk job like i'm a teacher for god's sake like i don't don't work there either but like when i like everyone i know had a desk job at one point or another and every job they did i was like there's no reason for you to do that at that place you don't need to go there there's no reason to go there like that was an argument i used to have back in the military we were deployed to afghanistan we would would, i would be in my room working on my computer and yeah. then they'd want me to come into the office to work at the computer. this is why I was on the base in Afghanistan. I didn't, I didn't do – I, well, I didn't do combat over there. So when I was in right. Afghanistan – in Iraq, I did combat. And in Afghanistan, it was – I went to the front lines and then came back. But I wasn't in combat. Okay. So my argument was always like he'd had – like my, my NCO, my boss, would have me bring in all of my soldiers to just sit at their desks. And these guys would also be at their computers in their rooms. And I'm like yeah. – if we don't have work, why are you making me have them come in to sit here when they could just be sitting in the room? Especially well, in Afghanistan, where they're like two minutes across the base. Like, yeah. Well, and 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 the reason I think is because like, if I'm a manager, how will I, how will you know that I'm a manager if I don't have people underneath me that are working for me? And it's like, you can be a virtual manager. We don't even change the title. Like yeah. you can manage people virtually As long as you know how to, and that's the thing is that most of these companies and groups have like CEOs, bosses, supervisors, managers, and commanding officers who are over 50 and are afraid of social, like are afraid of, of progress. Like they're afraid of knowing how this works. I know literally like a friend of mine has a desk job and his supervisor was like, no one work from home. I don't trust it. Yeah, I've heard that one. I don't trust it. I don't trust that humans could do that. It's like, well, why don't you trust me enough to prove it? You know, like, who cares if I'm eating Lucky Charms in my underwear while I'm doing your job? (laughs) If the job's getting done, who cares how it happens? Now I want Lucky Charms. (laughs) I... I, (laughs) I don't. It's too. It's too. I would cut out the marshmallows. I like the Lucky Charm oats, but not really. The- You're the only person yeah. I've ever met that's like the oats. The oats are where it's at, man. For me, alphabet cereal. That was. That was. That was. That was great for me. I love that stuff. So. <laughs> Doesn't taste like it anymore. They don't make it like that anymore. Anyway, but, but yeah. So, but I just want. I want to leave it on some kind of positive note, where it's like, yo, there's a potential, and the comic book industry could learn from it too. There's a potential for growth and for progress from this, if everybody's willing to do what's best and not what's immediately profitable you know what is funny funny though Dan Dio got out probably at the perfect time oh my god <laughs> that dude what do you here's a great quick question what do you think he's gonna go after this I don't know you think he'll go into comics or you think he'll uh he'll he'll go like to you know like a golf magazine golf magazine or something I mean it, the dude's probably loaded from his time do you think he would be a good like? Do you think if they brought him in at like Valiant or something that he'd be a really like that would be a good idea? Uh, I don't know. That's a hard decision. Like, I like I want to say yes, but right? I feel like his talents would be wasted there. You think? Yeah, because I feel like it's it's a universe of characters. He's used to doing that. Like, there's. I mean, I'm know. not against Valiant, but I don't know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he does with that. I would. I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah. Just a thought. Anyway, so all right, well, let's go ahead and close out today's. I'm, I'm, I'm not against Valiant, I just I feel no, like he could no, do no. so much more, you know. Well, okay, so where should he go then? You would you like to see him go to Marvel? Yes, oh no, and I want to see DC hire <laughs> Axel Alonzo. Oh my god, no, Axel Alonso got a job. I don't, I saw it recently, he got some other gig. I
1: yeah, don't know he's, what he's running doing, his but... own
0: combo uh, print now. That's it. Oh, so AWA, okay, okay, yeah, nah, he's doing his own thing now. Oh, then did should go to Black Mask? <laughs> They're just going to start their own lines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Axel and of the DC, Dan and Dio over at Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. Nightwing will get, get a boom and we'll suddenly stop seeing like Spider-Man side The characters. champions. <laughs> All of them. gone. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to close out today's podcast. I think it was a fun, interesting, us ranting podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you didn't, well, we'll get back to normal next week. Um, we had to have our post- Change of everything, and unless unless another big announcement changes everything on Friday, <laughs> we're, we're, that's that's twenty twenty. Is that like uh, you know you, you you never know. So yes, I'm sure tomorrow, I'm sure next week will be some absolutely insane bombshell we couldn't have predicted that may irrevocably change everything, but we won't know immediately whether or not it will. Can you believe that DC just announced they're going entirely digital, even right. when this is fixed? <laughs> no, 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 like. <laughs> Amazon buys DC and then goes completely digital and they kick Marvel out of comiXology. That's what'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) We're predicting it here. That is what we predict is going to happen. Amazon buys DC from Warner brothers. They keep a a sending receiving contract where it's like Amazon will make the shows and Warner brothers make the movies. They'll, and they'll put, and they'll print DC comics exclusively through comiXology and everybody else, but not Marvel. (laughs) <laughs> alright guys hope you guys enjoyed we will see you next week right here at uh, Absolute Comics if you want to see the show not get discontinued with everything happening please if you and bear in mind I am stating if you have it to spare consider subbing to the Twitch channel going to the Patreons patreon.com slash comic pop patreon.com slash comic story and outside of that guys I hope you are all doing well I hope you are all managing and we will see you next week right here at Absolute Comics where I hope we talk more about comics <laughs> looking forward to it it's going to be a lot of fun <laughs>